Healthcare providers have been on the front line of the COVID-19 pandemic this year, and they have been impacted in different ways. Hospitals have faced bed shortages and a decline in elective procedures, while many family doctors and specialists switched to virtual appointments or were forced to shut down temporarily due to lockdown measures. Mm -hmm. I'm Rita Garwood, Editor-in-Chief of The Monitor. Joining me today to talk about COVID-19's ongoing impact on healthcare providers and their equipment usage is John Sparta, President of the Healthcare and Clean Technology Global Business Unit at DLL. John, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, Rita. Great to be here. So before we begin, I would like to thank today's podcast sponsor. Malloy Associates is a boutique executive search firm serving the best in equipment finance. Known for its industry expertise and rigorous pre-screening of prospective candidates, Malloy fills positions for banks and independent finance companies in all areas from originations through disposition. Roles include sales, underwriting, credit, operations, portfolio management, syndications, collections, and asset recovery, mid-level positions through senior management and leadership. Malloy offers unique visibility through the monitor and is well positioned to help you find the best talent in the industry. For more information, visit MalloyAssoc.com. That's M-O-L-L-O-Y-A-S-S-O-C.com. So John, DLL works with healthcare providers every day. What are you hearing from them and how have conditions developed over the last nine months? Well, I mean, obviously this has been uh, unprecedented times and, and typically what we've seen when uh, events happen, crisis happen, there's a beginning and an end. And this one just has continued. Um, I think what we've seen is a bit of a, just a wave. Um, initially when uh, cases were spiking uh, that was using up a lot of capacity in, in, in uh, uh, health organizations. And what kind of fell off was the elective procedures that, that drive you know, a lot of the profitability. Um, as, those, as that case count went down, then the elective procedures started climbing back up. Um, currently, uh, what we're hearing from customers is that they're running around 80, 90% of pre-COVID levels. Uh, recently though, over the last 30 days, there's been a, another spike. So, um, so we're seeing those elective procedures take another hit. Um, but uh, what we're hearing from our public customers is that they're, they're generally running and, and looking to finish the year around 90% on a run rate. And they're looking to get to um, 100% recovery by the end of 21. So that's what we're hearing. Um, and then there would be, of course, the impact of doing less elective procedures from a profitability standpoint. So those have been some of the challenges. So given everything that the healthcare industry has faced this year, what has been the overall impact um, of the pandemic on healthcare assets and acquisition? Yep, yep. Well, in particular, uh, what we've seen is is large assets, uh, you know, expensive assets uh, have been, you know, upgrades have been put on hold. Um, those those types of investments, um, you know, are really in a break fix type of a mode. Uh, smaller assets like vents, uh, specialized beds, uh, patient monitoring equipment uh, has been pretty healthy uh, in terms of uh, uh, the amount of acquisition and because they need that, they need that equipment. Um, we're also seeing, uh, you know, infrastructure assets, uh, uh, sanitation assets, uh, thermo detection, clean air, 
telehealth, uh, things related to telehealth that are driving acquisition of of scanning equipment and things that uh, the patients would need for di- you know diagnosis and uh, and testing. So uh, it's been a bit of a mixed change, but uh, all in all, it's all holding together. So you mentioned elective procedures have been down significantly this year, and that's creative cash flow issues for many hospitals and outpatient mm-hmm. surgical centers. Yep. Um, we're always seeing headlines about that. How is this impacting the ability of healthcare facilities to acquire and finance equipment? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, specifically from our, from our standpoint, um, you know, when, the, when, when the pandemic first hit, you had to take a step back and say, well, well, what's going on here and really take a, a close look at, at these uh, at these organizations and 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 utilize that industry specialization that we have as an organization to evaluate the risk. Um, since that time, uh, you know, we've kind of brought our approval rates back to uh, essentially close to pre-COVID levels. Uh, we're feeling pretty good about the market. Um, larger uh, health organizations uh, obviously are more stable than small businesses, uh, you know, we have a diversified portfolio. So uh, small physician practices, uh, you know, those would be most heavily impacted. And that's where most of our attention uh, is in terms of risk evaluation. But in general, we've been able to continue to provide funding uh, as needed and, and, and actually grow our business over, over prior years, uh, prior to year, year to date's numbers. So you mentioned those small healthcare providers. Um, many of them started offering services virtually over the phone. You mm-hmm. mentioned telehealth. Um, my doctor's office actually just gave me a call yep. the other day and said that they're switching back to that again. Can yep. you talk about how these trends have evolved this year and their impact on the equipment finance industry as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm super bullish about this. So, uh, you know, you mentioned that you've you've tried some telehealth. I've done it as well. And you know, prior to um, prior to this pandemic, I never utilized the service, but it was out there. And what we've seen as a result is huge growth everywhere. Um, my belief is that uh, what you're seeing is um, easier access to early stage uh, preventative healthcare or diagnosis, and uh, I believe that's going to lead to uh, more. Uh, testing, more scanning, and more uh, early stage health evaluation that will require the equipment and the services uh, to perform those tests. So uh, from that standpoint, I'm really uh, bullish that the, just the idea of telehealth will lead to um, more opportunity from an equipment leasing perspective. The other area has been that, you know, when you think about telehealth, it's really not like, um, you know, just getting on a Zoom call. There is uh, serious uh, IT infrastructure that is needed. And many of these uh, organizations will need to make a significant investment in their IT to be able to uh, be HIPAA compliant and control all of the uh, uh the information that is flowing back and forth between a patient and a, and a physician. So uh, there's going to be a need for investment there and additional opportunity in those areas. That's great. 
So DLL has been on the forefront of innovative financing solutions for many years. Mm -hmm. um, how have service, how have solutions like servitization helped healthcare providers when yep. it comes to efficiency and flexibility and costs? Yeah, so it's all about uh, you know flexibility and uh, cash flow alignment, right? So understanding how revenues come in, uh, how how those uh, those the patients are are you know kind of uh, addressed, diagnosed, and and handled through the billing system, and and making sure that uh, we can provide the type of um, what we'll call financial solutions that allow those facilities to get the equipment that they need when they need it and be able to pay for it as they use it. So um, pay-per-use, um, you know, commercial finance type products where we're able to um, finance things like, uh, you know, disposables or um, reagents for testing and be able to pay for those reagents as you're using them is, is really critical. So we're, 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 um, pushing hard on uh, innovative solutions. So the vaccine that everybody has been talking about is now available in the UK and it's about to be rolled out here in the US. How will that impact the healthcare industry and equipment in 2021? Well, I mean, the first thing, you know, we're all hopeful that uh, the vaccines will be as effective as, as the uh, data is coming back uh, is indicating, and uh, clearly the the challenge is going to be to get this vaccine distributed. Uh, we don't know how much of the population will actually take the vaccine, uh, and then what will be the you know trailing impact of that. But uh, you have to believe that the vaccine is going to help uh, bring patients back to those elective procedures as fast as possible. Also, it's going to uh, help take patients that are maybe putting off um, a diagnosis or, or evaluations that are actually getting sicker, uh, and then potentially they need to be treated. Um, you know, when they could have been treated earlier, we want to see that. Um, I think just like everyone, um, you know, kind of get back to a normal or early stage detection that, that we know is necessary if we're going to improve patient outcomes at a lower cost. So a year from now, hopefully, the pandemic mm -hmm. will be behind us. Yep. What opportunities does DLL see for the healthcare space in the next few years? Yep. So I, I think, you know, uh, you know, end to end digital, digital processing, right? So uh, fast and easy, flexible processing. Um, you know, I mentioned it before, better patient outcomes at a lower cost. Uh, that's, that's the need of every health organization in the world. Uh, how are they going to do that? Um, we think it's, it's going to be driven through technology. Uh, whether that technology is, um, you know, something in, you know, just simply like someone's cell phone being able to monitor how they're doing and providing that information. Um, or if it's going to be something like, you know, telehealth that just provides easy access to a physician when you, when you, when you need, need to ask a question or, or check on something. But uh, all that we think will lead to uh, more opportunity uh, for a, a company like DLL to drive um, solutions to help these providers treat patients. Um, 
preventative care is going to be the key to lower, uh, you know, lower costs from a healthcare perspective. Um, from a different types of assets, I mean, uh, it could be everything from uh, robotics, whether it's surgical or, uh, you know, uh, disinfection uh, robotics. It could be payment solutions related to supplies, as I mentioned in commercial finance earlier. Um, we just think that, you know, it's going to accelerate the adoption of these technologies that maybe have even been there for a period of time, but but this is the thing that's going to move it ahead much faster than it would have uh, if there wasn't this pandemic. Well, it's good to hear that there's a silver lining there. So, John, thank you so well, much <laughs> for sure. being here today. Um, appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Anytime.